We be live. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hey. I'm here with Elliot. We're going to be discussing this recent escalation of things, or maybe not escalation at all. Maybe probably nothing. It's like nothing is going to happen. It's going to be like, okay, guys, we're done here. Nothing is going to happen. But the world is safe. Body's good. <laughs> Sleep well. <laughs> no. Yeah. All right. So everybody, I think, knows by now, everybody that has clicked on the stream knows that uh, Iranian proxies seem to have been uh, responsible for killing three American oh, soldiers. Definitely. This is huge. Okay. This is huge. This needs a response. Whether there's going to be a response or not, we, I mean, there's going to be a response, obviously. A response. But what kind of a response? That's the, that's the main question. Right. So the, the way I want to talk about the significance of this is to tell you to compare this with what what happened when uh, Trump was in office and Americans died, right? So Qasem Soleimani was killed, which is probably one of the most severe reactions to anything Iran has ever done in the past like a couple of decades, because I don't know if people understand how important Qasem Soleimani was for the Islamic Republic of Iran. Um, it could be argued that he was the second most influential man in Iranian politics after Khamenei himself. To take that out, like, um, Elliot, what would be the equivalent of that, like, if, for example, in the United States? Like a five-star I mean, it would be like a five-star general for us, or potentially even like like a like a member More of Congress. Of, yeah, like I wouldn't say. It, I think it would be a bigger than. A, I think uh, because a five-star general would not have that much political influence in the United States, right? Yeah, and in so part, in part, there's not a there's not an apt comparison just because of the way the IRGC is versus the way the United States military is. But yeah, I mean, you could right. a, a senate uh, a senate chair of the military you know committee like no i think so. it needs to be a position that you are a five-star general at the same time you are the head of congress or something like that yeah at, at which we time. don't have right which you don't have you don't yeah. have yeah but yeah. if you had if you had that yeah. it would be the equivalent it, of taking it, that it's right big like that. so sure. yeah i'm gonna say something that might piss off a lot of people here um as bad as so biden has been not very good at responding to Iranian proxies ex escalating things around the region. Uh, however, he has been responding more than Trump. Okay, mm -hmm. because if you look at so here, a lot of people uh, criticize Biden for not responding enough or not responding too uh, or responding too much. So if you look at it in the United States, there is a lot of progressives. When Biden responded to the Houthis, when the Houthis were like uh, blocking. Um, all of these, you know, maritime trade around you know, uh, the Red Sea and stuff. A lot of um, people were asking Biden why he's not responding to that. This is weird. Like, United States is the country responsible for providing uh, safety and security for, you know, international trade. And the Houthis were just there um, bothering all these ships and attacking them. And even China was, like, asking you know, he says like, "Hey, can you can you help us out here? Like, what the hell? Like, you're Stop. supposed to be providing security. You're supposed to be stopping this." And then, so some people were, many people were um, criticizing Biden for not intervening enough. And then eventually, when he did, all the progressives came out in the United States were like, "Oh my God, World War Three has started. Why are you doing this? How dare you attack these wonderful, wonderful Houthis who are just trying to stop a genocide? Freedom and fighters. blah blah blah. Freedom fighters, yes, freedom fighters, and." So that was when no Americans were not uh, killed, all right? So just remember, uh, Trump 
Okay, a lot of people say like, oh, if Trump was in power, he would have responded strongly. How, but the equivalent of that, if you want to find anything close to when Trump was in power, was when the Houthis, the same people, right? And I mean, allegedly, take, some people say it was directly came from Iran, but uh, they attacked Aramco, right? So they uh, they attacked, you know, Saudi Arabia's oil refineries, which is basically, I think, blocked um, a, a a good portion, like I think, like, I don't know, it was five percent, ten percent of the sources of you know oil for a global oil, like uh, global energy sources. That was a major attack, basically, it, 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 in the same way that Houthi is now attacking the ships are messing up with world trade. That also was an attack on Saudi Arabia that was basically uh, blocking the free flow of energy into the world economy. So, what did Trump do? when the houthis did that he did nothing he did nothing which basically shocked saudi arabia and the rest of the world because you know the whole petrodollar and the whole idea of the united states being the main backer of security for international trade started with this agreement between united states and saudi arabia that saudi arabia provides oil and united states will provide security for saudi arabia that's how everything that started that's how all of this started so for somebody to attack Saudi Arabia's uh, oil and for United States to not have not respond to that was a major show of weakness and also a shock to the global order because it was this understanding that United States might not come and back up its allies when it's needed. So but but as bad as Biden's response has been there has been a response. I mean we saw Biden attack Yemen and I mean but by the way, I don't know if progressives have noted that no civilians have been killed in the attacks in Yemen, which is quite, you know, impressive. Um, taking out military bases in Yemen, taking out, I think, a quarter of their attacking capacity in one attack. Again, not enough, but still much more significant than what Trump did. Um, so given that, but Trump did respond strongly when Americans were eventually killed. So when the Aramco attack, when when the when the when Iranian proxies attacked Aramco, um Trump did not respond at all. But when eventually when there was the attack on the embassy in Iraq and there were Americans killed and stuff, eventually Trump and came in and took out Qasem Soleimani. And that was huge, 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 right? So I don't know, given all that information. How is Biden now going to respond when Americans are killed? You know, when Americans are uh, killed. So we have a range of responses that we could look at. And we want to say, what, what do you think, Elliot? What do you think with how big this response is going to be? Is it going to be less than Trump, more than Trump? Is it going to be just on the proxies outside of Iranian borders? Is it going to be within Iranian borders? Because if it is within Iranian borders, that is a major, major escalation. I don't think that's going to happen. A lot of experts don't think that's going to happen. It's not going to be an attack within Iranian borders. Uh, some people in Iran are hoping for it. You know, a sure. lot of people don't understand how many people in Iran are like, oh my God, I oh, hope God. US attacks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the one that's so bad. Like on, on Atheist Republic Persian side, on Discord, you have no idea. Like the vast majority of people on our Discord server on the Atheist Republic Persian side are like, oh, please, please, Daddy Biden, come and free us. 
<laughs> come take yeah. out these mullahs. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, maybe so, not. So maybe good. maybe not this time, uh, you guys. Uh, no? yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh prob no? probably not yeah. that. I think the most the most obvious answer um is is an attack on the proxies. Um, the most obvious answer is that, and the most obvious answer is one that will be multiple waves of attacks. Like, for instance, I doubt that there is going to be a single response, and then our Secretary of State stands up and says, all right, well, that's it, we're done, you know, we shot some rockets, all right. Um, I think there's, I think there's going to be a coordinated multi-strike um, that will happen to a couple of different proxies. Um, because like you've got, you've got this, this newer one in Iraq. Um, then of course you've got the Houthis. Um, so I think we've, we've got good reason to expect that attacking Iran on its own soil would be a very hard sell. Um, it would be very, very difficult to do that and not expect Iran to directly retaliate. Right. Cause at the very least so far, we don't have clear direct iranian influence right everything right now has been through the proxies i mean i agree i think it's still obviously connected back to iran um but at the very least iran can have plausible deniability and then just come back and say well you attacked us first uh so yeah i, I definitely think we will see a response i don't think it's going to be in the next week necessarily it sure could be it, it, it could happen while we're on stream um, but yeah, I, I think we're going to see multi-wave attack on proxies over the next couple of months. Yeah, actually, let us know in the live chat if while we're talking World War Three stars, yes. just so that we are informed. No, yeah, just, yeah. Like, we're not saying we're going to end the stream early. We're just saying we'd like to be aware of the apocalypse that we step out into. So. Right. By the way, guys, like like the stream because I think you know I I want to make sure that there's a lot of takes here that. There's a lot of nonsense being spread on social media right now. And I think here we have, and wait a minute, I know we have the best takes here and I want more people to see this. And this, this you can do. You could like the stream so that more people see what we have to say here. Okay. And also it helps us grow the channel, right? So when it comes to whether this is Iran or not, the, the Islamic Republic today, I'm just saying Iran because everybody's just saying Iran, but just think Islamic Republic every time I say Iran. So today, um, you know, I saw a lot of people saying, oh, is, is this Iran or is this not Iran? So the way that the Islamic Republic operates is that they support their uh, proxies in a way that when they do what the Islamic Republic wants to do, they have plausible deniability, right? Mm -hmm. And right. they also know that the global, you know, countries like Israel and United States have really good intelligence. So if they actually do directly command their proxies what to do, it's not something that they are going to be able to keep hidden, right? So the way that it works is that they support them with money and with um, you know, military aid and stuff mm -hmm. without understanding, without any need of necessarily direct communication about, I mean, they, they understand it's, it's more about alignment of values, right? Right. This is why ideology and dogma and religion works very well, right? Because you just have to support the people who you have an alignment of value and you have trust that they will do what it is necessary 
without you without you having to come and direct them. And that is works perfectly for the Islamic Republic of Iran because then there's always plausible deniability. So when it comes to international laws and also American laws, there are ways that a president could get out of coming up with excuses for why we're not going into full-on direct confrontational war, right? Um, however, this has a weakness as well. This has a, that's the benefit for the Islamic Republic is a plausible deniability when it comes to supporting its proxies. We, we saw that's how Iran supports Hamas as well, for example, right? Yeah. So the understanding is Hamas is going to attack Israel. We support Hamas when it comes with money and with military aid, but we, we, not, we might not come and directly tell Hamas to do October 7th, for example, uh, but we have an understanding that in general, this is an anti-Israeli force, right? I mean, they might have or they might not have, but it doesn't, for the sake of plausible deniability, they wouldn't have to do that because Hamas is just, it's kind of like a wild dog that you're just feeding to attack anybody, to bite yeah. anything that you is just know if anybody you, steps you in your yard, it's going to attack. And that's kind of, yeah, what it's you just going to, yeah. The problem is that the proxies will sometimes um, not align and have, as you help them grow, as they become more powerful, they will become more independent. And sometimes, even though your broad ideology might be the same, you know, in general, in details, you end up are going to disagree. So we see that with sometimes now, especially as the money uh, coming out of flowing out of Tehran dries up, you know, even though you help them get there, once they see that money is not coming there anymore, they might start acting independently. So that's another thing that the Islamic Republic has to worry about, right? Um, I want to. Um, I have so much more to say, but I want to play a little bit of this video, so to see if, what's happening, and then we will get into more details. Right. So here, this is from uh, Toulon, uh, TLDR Global Channel. Right. So let's go from here. Let's start from here. U.S. service members were killed. No, let's go from the beginning. Here. Show is brought to you by Incogni. On Sunday, three U.S. service members were killed by a drone attack on a military base near the Syria-Jordan border. According to the White House, the attack was carried out by radical Iran-backed militant groups. And on Sunday evening, US President Joe Biden ominously vowed that we shall respond. This escalation comes literally a few days after the US announced that it was finally planning a full withdrawal from the region, or at least Iraq, where a few thousand US troops are nominally stationed as part of the ongoing but low-intensity fight against ISIS that began in 2014. Mm -hmm. While Iran has already denied having anything to do with the attacks, a handful of US politicians have already come out in favor of retaliating against Iran, prompting Iran to raise its air defenses to their highest readiness level. So in this video, we're going to explain why the US was planning to withdraw from Iraq, what happened on Sunday, and what might happen next. Guys, make sure you like the stream, like. Before we start, if you haven't already, please consider subscribing and ringing oh, the yeah, bell subscribe. to stay in the loop and be notified when we release new videos. Yes. Subscribe so let's start by explaining well. why US troops are currently stationed around Syria and Iraq. For context, the US still has around 900 troops in Kurdish-controlled I, I really couldn't, you know, honestly, twist my arm, Armin. I couldn't think of any logical reason why the U.S. would have, like, I don't know, about a thousand troops in that area. There's nothing that comes to mind. Oh, there's that ISIS thing still going on, and then that civil war in Syria. Oh, 
Oh shit. No. Okay, never mind. I, it makes I don't, sense. Actually, I don't think it's because of ISIS. Uh so that was the initial reason for stationing those troops in that area. Yes. But that was the reason initially. But now I think it's because of the Islamic Republic. A lot of people say it's because of oil. That makes no sense. Yeah, that doesn't make United sense. Is the, United States is the greatest <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make sense. producer of oil. United States has more oil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the United States has more oil than... Yeah, than they, they, talking, don't, they don't need... That's a talking point just yeah. to say we don't like the U.S. Grr, like, that's right, right. Oh, why is the United States in the Middle East oil? Yeah, <laughs> they have enough oil. United States has enough oil, okay? United States has more oil than most countries in the, in the yeah, world. They, yeah, they, so it's fun. not because of oil. People are stupid. Everybody that some, some, every time somebody says like, oh, we're here to, to take the oil, they, they have no freaking idea what they're talking about, right? So yeah. it's not because of ISIS. ISIS is more uh, present right now in Africa than in the Middle East, right? And even around the Middle East, they're more present in um, you know, the Afghanistan and Pakistan region. East of Iran region, true, not in the Middle East, right? Out. So, yeah, so it's not because of ISIS, it's not because of oil, it's because of the Islamic Republic of Iran. That's why the United States in the, is in the Middle East. And also, they are trying to get the hell out of there. Uh, Biden is very aggressively trying to get out of the Middle East, and Iran is not letting it. You can see this is, they are trying to pull out of Iraq and Syria, and it's attack like these that is making United States having a hard time leaving. Let's around 900 troops in Kurdish-controlled parts of northeastern Syria, and about 2,500 troops in Iraq, deployed mainly in and around Baghdad. The US has always claimed that these troops, including the ones that were attacked on Sunday, although they were technically in Jordan, are in the region as part of the ongoing fight against ISIS. So what, what Elliot said. And that the contingent in Iraq... That's the claim, at least. The... <laughs> Not that's saying the, it's... That's the yeah. claim. Yeah, yeah. That's a claim, yeah. Some people say that's why they never completely destroyed ISIS because they were like, okay, what the, uh, if they're completely gone, we need to, we need an excuse. To but say okay, it. in fairness, do you see, do you see why that claim is is a is a more palatable claim internationally speaking than saying we're putting troops here because we're keeping our eyes yeah. on the Islamic Republic, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The first yes. one's a little easier for people to swallow, I think. Yes, yes, yes. Um, also, here's the thing. If United States pulls out of the Middle East, um, this whole area becomes the Islamic Republic's backyard. Like, yeah. they already kind of... Okay, so they already um, kind of took over the politics of Lebanon and Yemen and Iraq. I mean, it's sometimes it's slipping through their fingers a little bit. But if United States pulls out of there, this is becomes... Uh, and Syria, what I'm talking yeah. Syria. But this, is, this will all become, you know... Um, Arguably, again, I know this is um, controversial to say, but provinces of the Islamic Republic of Iran, like all of these will become completely under the control of the Islamic Republic. And imagine what would happen to Israel if United States pulls out of this. Imagine if all of these countries around Israel uh, become under the control of the Islamic Republic of Iran. If Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, and Yemen are completely under the control of the Islamic Republic of Iran. What will happen to Saudi Arabia and Israel? This is why we have the Abrahamic Accords. This is why the whole point of the Abrahamic Accord is because the United States is trying to pull out of there, but they can't leave their buddies like Israel and Saudi Arabia alone in this region with the Islamic Republic just be able to take over all these countries. That's why they're there. That's why the United States is trying to 
make these countries stronger and unite with each other. So they were they're leaving, at least they're helping each other. <laughs> if you're nice, like, okay, we can't help you guys. We need to get out of here. Okay. Yeah. Back in the United States, the support for us being here is like dropping yeah. every by every generation is dropping and dropping and dropping. So we're not going to be here for long. So, or, or else we're going to lose every election. This is what's happening, right? United States, every, the younger people, both from the right and the left, they're like, what the hell are you doing here? Focus on home. America first. America, like, um, Americans are becoming more isolationists, right? So United States sees that shift and knows that eventually the presidents um, will not be able to get reelected if they support staying in the Middle East. So they are rushing, trying to get Israel, Saudi Arabia, the UAE, and other uh, Persian Gulf uh, Arab countries united with Egypt and all so that when we're not here, maybe you guys are mature enough to be able to put your differences aside and work with each other against the Islamic Republic of Iran because they're like, we can't support you forever. Yeah. That's what's happening. Yeah. 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 We've done a bad yeah. job of teaching the next generation about international politics and so forth. So right. uh, we're, yes. having a, we're having a bit of a struggle time here in the US. So just want to throw that out there so you all understand. Some of y'all are going to have to Pick it up a little bit. Uh, work together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is, guys, this is why the war of ideas matters so much. We're talking about the world's, we're, we're talking about godlike powers, right? We're talking about the world's most advanced, most powerful military, more powerful than all the other armies of the entire planet combined, right? And it cannot do anything because a bunch of teenagers on TikTok are telling, yeah, and a bunch of MAGA, Young people are telling, don't understand the importance of international liberal order. Um, so you can see how you could disarm an army with godlike powers by spreading bad ideas in the United States. This is Just why it's so important that we fight. Not yeah, this is why it's important for us to just fight these fights, not just with tanks and missiles, but also by liking this stream you know liking this stream for example that would be you participating in in this war so please go ahead and do that all right so let's continue in iraq are there at the invitation of the iraq okay i mean they are okay here's the thing they are at the there at the end but all of this is legal by the way right yeah. so yeah. people are like oh what are we doing this we're breaking international law no. like no 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 they're not breaking united states is in iraq with the invitation of the government right. there, because there are parts of the government that is afraid of too much influence of the of the Islamic Republic. So they're like, okay, we need we need United States here, or else we're going to be completely swallowed by Iran. Um, in Syria, United States is legally there because it's technically a like a, a semi failed state, you know, there, right? So that's also you know also everybody. It's not just. It's not just United States there. It's also, yeah. you know, Turkey, Turkey is there. <laughs> so right. many a lot of other there. countries, a lot of other countries. Also, <laughs> just the United States just has troops and uh, uh, bases stationed all over the world at very important strategic points for, you know, information gathering and so forth. And like, this is just something that all countries do. Like everybody does this. This is a normal standard thing. So, yep. Hey, I like this. Let's call it a like jihad. Like okay, jihad. guys, let's part. Likes participate in a like jihad. Like the stream as part of a like jihad. Okay, we're now doing jihad here. Okay, That's good, right. Good. We're we're becoming right, better Muslims every day. Stuck it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh wait, let me see if we're demonetized because this one was not. We're just talking about. Yeah, we shouldn't be. Oh, There's absolutely nothing. We're demonetized. We've said literally we nothing. 
We've said absolutely Why? nothing that's even close to problematic. We're not even talking about controversial stuff. That's okay. Nuts. We're literally just reporting the news. Come on. Okay. So I submitted the, the review. Folks. <laughs> and it's gone. And it's gone. <laughs> so <laughs> we demonetize. All right, let's continue. Cool, 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 cool. And that the contingent in Iraq are there at the invitation of the Iraqi government. However, this has always been implausible. Mainly because, mm. well, ISIS aren't really a threat anymore. After taking control of about a third of Syria and 40% of Iraq in 2014, by 2018, ISIS had lost about 95% of its previous territory, and today is mostly confined to remote desert areas in western Iraq. While there's a risk that the current regional instability could revive ISIS, as demonstrated by their lethal bombing attack in the Iranian city of Kerman a few weeks ago, this doesn't make the U.S. claim any more plausible. That was ISIS Khorasan. I mean, well, yeah, I think so. That was yeah, ISIS from right. the other side, yeah. not the ISIS from the Middle East side. I've, guys, if, I, if I'm correcting. Iranian city of Kerman a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah that's that. ISIS. That's a, that's a wrong ISIS. Yeah, yeah, so it doesn't matter. This doesn't make the U.S. claim <laughs> any more plausible. Is there a right because, ISIS? Well, there's different ISIS. No, I know. Right? I just the ISIS. way you just the way you said that was funny. The wrong ISIS is like, oh, there's a right ISIS. Like that's that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the correct. ISIS. Sorry, sorry. Oh god! It's right. what they've been saying for the past five years. The U.S. deployment in the region became particularly controversial in the Trump presidency, especially after the former president gave an astonishing press conference where he said that the U.S. was only in Syria for oil uh, we're keeping the oil we have the oil the oil is See, secure this is uh, how stupid he is. wait 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 let's let's hear what he has to say oh, before you say something hold on hold on let's finish let him finish it okay the u.s was only in syria for oil uh, we're keeping the oil we have the oil the oil is secure uh, we left troops behind only for the oil but well while it's since become Wait, in Syria because of the oil? Yes, like with because, oil? Because, yes, because Trump is just unintelligent, folks. He just okay. isn't. Look, you may have your criticisms of the Biden administration, but at least Joe Biden is smart enough to get people in his cabinet that are like, hey, so I've been studying this area for 40 years, and here's a reasonable response to this, as opposed to the garbage nonsense that comes out of Trump's face. I just, he's dumb. Who's very dumb. Syrian oil. We're in Syria because of their oil. Come on. I mean, they. I mean, they have some oil, but like the the private companies that were there, um, United States didn't let them do their thing. It's not. I mean, United States has more oil than any other country. Right. Like they they're right. competing with Saudi Arabia. Current, like what? Oil? That's the current percentage yeah. of our oil coming from Syria. Uh... I mean, if if any oil comes from to United States from any country that would be Canada, but like that wouldn't and that would be gas. That would that wouldn't even be oil. Yeah, I this is yeah, this is not because of the oil. It was not because of the oil. Don't listen yeah. to Trump. Um Gaijin America saying America, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh Gaijin America saying America wasted its goodwill with the WMDs. I was influenced by Star Wars code. What is that? I don't know. Codes these sure. Hunger sure. Games and Avatar, The Last Airbender, long before TikTok. Thank you so much, Gigi American, for the super chat. Benny Wolf also with the super chat saying, 
wanted to thank you and support this work. Well, thank you, Benny. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Guys, thank you for the super chats because we've been demonetized. So we do need we do need the support, right? We do need the support. So because we can't do these streams if we're constantly demonetized. Like we didn't say anything controversial even today. The oil. Except you, Elliot, who said that suggested that there's the right type of ISIS. So what? That, <laughs> that was after demonetization. I know. <laughs> you, the, the algorithm is just so advanced now. It, it got us. Oh right. my gosh. It was able to predict right. the future. Gosh, gosh. Right. Wow, that's right. horrible. Yeah. yeah. AI's coming for us. <laughs> <laughs> but while, while it's since become a bit of a talking point in Chinese and Russian media, this isn't a plausible explanation either. While it's true that the Trump administration did authorize an American company called Delta Crescent to restart oil production in the area, the terms of the agreement required that over 90% of all revenues return to Kurdish authorities. And the Biden administration refused to renew the company's sanctions waiver and banned US troops from assisting any private companies in the area. And the other 10% is not being taken, okay? It's like being bought. <laughs> All right. It's not like that's how stealing. I don't think that's how you're not stealing. Works, like, oh, we went there and we just took their oil. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that you know, even Trump did not even Trump did not do that. Okay, it's like, you know, okay, never mind. I'm pretty sure we just walk uh, into the land. We just stick like just take, yeah. something in the ground and just start pumping out oil. I'm pretty sure that's how you do it. We just take it back in bags, right? Yeah, Sina is saying, do you think cutlet is on the menu? So cutlet for people who don't know is what they call. Qasim Soleimani's um, corpse what? after, yes. What? <laughs> oh, you don't know that? No. No. So Kotlet is a Persian. F okay, let me actually show you. It's, I'm guessing this is some term of endearment. Like this is like. This oh. Is like. No, not at no. all. This is this is Kotlet. It's an uh... Iranian dish. Right, so when when the U.S. killed Qasem Soleimani, the images of his body showed up, and it looked like this. Okay, it was burnt. It was burnt. Qasem Soleimani's body was burnt, and it looked like this food. This food is delicious, by the way. I don't know. It's disgusting that people compare a corpse to it. <laughs> but now in Iran, now a lot of people refer to Qasem Soleimani as cutlet, and wow. and they whenever United States attacks, they're like, oh, they're happy, like okay. Um, they want more, like they want more cutlet. They want more United States to cook more cutlet for Iranians. Iranian, a lot of Iranians appreciate the Trump administration killing Qasem Soleimani, and they were like, "Please provide more cutlet for us." You know, and you know, every time it's the annual um, Memorial Day for Qasem Soleimani's death, people in Iran have to to mock Qasem Soleimani and celebrate. So the the regime. Uh, has a memorial to for his funeral and to to remember how important Qasem Soleimani was, but many Iranian people turn that day into a celebration day, and they call it like the Kutlet Day. And people on That's TikTok crazy. and on Instagram, on social media, yep. they come up with the recipes of Kutlet on that day. And you know, and, and the Iranian regime goes and arrests people who mention Kutlet. You know, so for example, there was recently uh, in the annual. Uh, day death death day memorial day of Qasem Soleimani. There was a, a Persian cook who came at Instagram and he shared his a recipe for cutlet. And the regime sent the police to arrest him. He's arrested for just sharing recipes of cutlet. Yeah, 
That's what <laughs> I'm sorry. I did not mean for you to go uh, down all of that explanation, but I am truly glad that you did because that was the funniest <laughs> thing so far today I've I've heard. So right. So Cena, when he's asking, do you think uh Kutlet is on the menu? Basically, he's asking if United States is going to turn more um Iranian commanders, you know, re the regime's commanders into Kutlet. That's what he basically does. I bet you a lot of people just turned into on the stream, just came showed up right now. Right, right. I have no totally idea. Confused. Are, yeah. confused. Yeah. I mean, the title, the title says, Is uh -huh. the US about to attack Iran? Uh -huh. And on the screen, they're saying pictures of Middle Eastern food. And they're just like, what are garbage. We? <laughs> 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 they're like, Maybe well, how what would somebody think if they just showed up right now? I think they were like, Oh my god, these people think that the attack is so imminent that they're planning their travel to Iran. And they're like, Okay, yeah, they're gonna they're like, when we go to Iran, what kind of foods we should go? We're coming, we're coming for your oil, we're for coming for your land, we're for coming your for your cutlet. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh yeah. God. Oh, that's a, uh, Roy just gave us a super chat. Thank you. Roy saying Schrodinger's stream, the show is both monetized and demonetized, and only by checking it, it uh, is settled. Usually on demonetized. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. maybe I shouldn't check next time. We're still monetized if I don't check. If that's we'll just how stay works. in that kind of yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I miss Kutlet. I haven't had Kutlet for a very long time. All right, let's continue. Yeah, party refreshments. Yeah, yeah guys, I think like if the Islamic uh, regime falls. Kotlet is going to be like the as a national freedom memorial, like food day. You know how, like in you know how you in the United States they have like turkey for I don't know uh -huh. for your Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we're gonna Kotlet is going to turn into a national day, oh, national yeah. food for celebrating you know our freedom, our independence. I think so. Yeah. Anyways, let's continue. Yeah, yeah. By the way, it it, it I I, mean, I I don't. I don't like remembering corpses when I'm eating cutlet. By the way, I yeah. don't know why so many Iranians yeah. are. <laughs> it's still kind of a funny comparison because he was such a bad yeah. guy. Like that's in that's a big part of it. He was such a jerk. Yeah, so. yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he's in the area. So if it's not ISIS and it's not for oil, why does the U.S. still have troops here? Well, the consensus amongst well-versed analysts seems to be Iran. Essentially, the US troops in the region are there to contain Iran and disrupt its support for its proxies, especially its proxy yeah. militias in Iraq. Yeah. This is why they're so spread out across Iraq and Syria, to make it hard... Take, it, take this into account, okay? If Iran manages to control... If United States pulls out of Iraq and Iran manage to, manages to get full control of Iraq, mm -hmm. right? I mean, right now it's kind of close there, but it could get full control of Iraq. You know what percentage of the oil of the planet would the Islamic Republic control? You know how the amount of money that would go into uh, funding uh, ir Iranian proxies around the region? Oh yeah, like that would be that that would be insane. That yeah. would be insane, right? Yeah. You you're gonna have the top three when it comes to oil and gas. I think. If I remember correctly, Saudi Arabia being number one in the Middle East. After that is Iraq and Iran. So Iran will now have the top two. Top two out of like, you know, two out of the top five uh, oil producing countries in the Middle East. That would be insane. And the level of control over like the uh, the Persian Gulf. 
you know, every, everything. It will be in it was Saudi Arabia. It will share a border with Saudi Arabia. And it will have, like, free, a complete free, uh, you know, without any block. And there will be nothing stopping it from going all the way to Israel. Like, you know, you can see Iran will technically be sharing a border with Israel at that point. If it has Syria and Iraq under its control, then the, 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 the Islamic Republic's empire would be right next to Israel. That's insane. For that, for for United States to just let that happen, it would oh, be a terrible thing it... for the world. For the world, exactly, yeah. exactly. All callers just gave us a super chat saying hello, humanoids, chiming in late. Well, thank you. We're we're happy to have you here. All right, let's continue. For Iran to create stable supply lines to its proxies, and also why there have been constant skirmishes between Iran-backed groups and U.S. troops in the region. However, since Israel's invasion of Gaza, the frequency and intensity of these skirmishes has increased markedly, with something like 150 individual attacks. Mm -hmm. Wary of further escalation on Iraqi soil, earlier this month the Iraqi government started calling for a complete US withdrawal from Iraq, and on Thursday the US announced that they'd begun negotiating their withdrawal. At the same time, foreign policy reported that the US was considering withdrawing from Syria. Presumably in part because Baghdad still acts as the main base for America's operations in Syria. However, after Sunday's events, a US withdrawal anytime soon looks deeply unlikely. On top of the three US personnel killed, at least 34 service members were injured in the attack at Tower 22. By the way, Elliot, do you know how they managed to get a... Uh, get, get the drone in there to do the attack? Because that's pretty... Yes. embarrassing for them so not what, to detect a drone yeah in part what i heard about that was there was an american drone coming back around the same time yes and basically they just got confused no they okay so they timed it so i it seems like they were observing u.s drones coming in and out of yeah. that base right so the way that they managed to get the drone attack the base is that they knew the time that a U.S. drone was going to come back to the base. Right. So they timed it perfectly. So the American soldiers in the base, when they saw a dro drone coming, nobody raised the alarm because they thought it was right. their own drone coming back. Yeah. It doesn't. It it doesn't make us look super great. I'll be honest. Like it doesn't. But yeah. Yeah. It it it. It's not yeah. not great on our part that 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 happened that way. So, but that yeah. was pretty. That's that's a very. By the way, I, I I hate to tell you this. Iranian proxies in the region are getting very advanced when it comes to the use of uh, advanced weaponry. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. getting. They're becoming much more difficult to just r respond to. Um, and this requires. By the way, again, remember this is three American killed. And what would you do if you were United States right now? Because you are right now in response to this, you need a major response, a major response. It would be insane if Biden doesn't respond in a way that people could be see that that is strong enough for people yeah. to say, yeah, yes, United States still has its deterring power. United yeah. States ha still has the power of deterrence uh, on its back. But it's difficult. What would you do? So it needs to be extremely strong or else United States is going to look pathetically weak. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, Biden cannot go into direct war with Iran. 
Right. It cannot do that because that will make it a guarantee almost that it will lose the election. Right. And that this is why the Islamic Republic feels so emboldened right now. They feel so daring because they know that the Biden administration has no appetite for a direct confrontational war with the with them. So, so, so that's why they're escalating because they know that they have Biden cornered. But what would you do? So here's the thing. I, the only thing, what the options that you have are maybe Iranian proxies outside of Iranian borders, you know, uh, either in Syria, in Iraq. More people are su suggesting that that's going to happen in Syria. Um, option number two is maybe Iranian ship ships in the Persian Gulf, you know, military ships and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Uh, option number three is attack on within the Iranian borders on, on land, right? Yeah. That that Biden has already came out and said that they don't want to go to war with Iran. And that if it does that, it would really risk full and confrontational war, direct war with, with these two countries. So that seems to be off the table, right? But the but if you if you attacked uh, the Islamic Republic forces outside of these borders, it's nothing that would be seen as that devastating. Right, there is no Qasem Soleimani's anymore for you to take out, and everybody right now that is outside of Iran's borders, they're there for you to hit. Like they're 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 that's their purpose. Like the Islamic Republic is not really going to lo lose sleep over you taking sure. some of their proxies out, right? So again, there's nothing like you, the Biden administration is stuck between a rock and a hard place. You could take out a lot of proxies outside of Iran. And the Islamic Republic is not going to feel that that much. You know, they're not going to feel that they have been paying a heavy price for it. The only way that they could pay a heavy price for it is an attack within Iranian soil. But that's off the table. So what would be left for Biden to do? So I, th I think, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you said there. I think an utter decimation of the capabilities of these proxies would be a strong message to Iran, right? I, I agree that they probably wouldn't really care uh, in the sense of being like, oh no, our, you know, like Hezbollah got attacked or, you know, I, I don't think they would care that much. Um, but I think a strong what, show- How would you decimate? How well, would so, you decimate them? Well, so like you attack, you attack like weapons depots and stuff, right? So you- They already doing that. Right, right, they right. They have been already not, doing that for- yeah, but barely currently, I would say. I would say they're they're doing mm -hmm. the bare minimum right now. Ramping it up mm -hmm. to to a degree where it's just like holy crap, all of our stuff is gone. It's been disintegrated. Um mm -hmm. I think that's that's a show that that would make at the very least the Islamic regime say, "Okay, right. maybe we chill for a second." Like they're not they're never going to stop They'll always have their terrible ideology, but I think at least it would be something that right. it needs to be raining fire from the skies, like you know, something like yeah, that. It's, it's it gotta to, be it's gotta be a very strong show. It has to be. It has to show that like we are powerful. We will we will bring hell upon earth if you mess with us. It has to be that. Given that they can't do anything on Iranian soil, it seems like it. They whatever they're gonna do in Syria or Iraq, it has to. They have to dial it up to eleven or something. If they yeah. don't do that, after you kill American soldiers, you are basically telling 
the whole world that it's open season on American soldiers, right? Right. So, yeah. We got some super chats. But Gaijin American, thank you so much for the super chat saying our national food is freedom fries. That's well, right, folks. We Americans that, that love freedom so much we even eat it. Suck it. Yes. Uh, that that explains American sizes these days. That does. Bull, Mac, yeah, Bull McLeod says, looks like meat's back on the menu. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's all right well thank you for the super chat and we got another super chat by the good sir five dollar super chat saying ex-muslim for three years and love every second alhamdulillah <laughs> starting watching your streams about a month ago and my only regret is not discovering you sooner oh thank you that makes that warms my heart thank you so much appreciate that well i'll say alhamdulillah that's what i say Instead of Alhamdulillah, but that's funny too. You can say that as well. A military base in Jordan housing roughly 350 US Army and Air Force personnel. For context, under the 2022 US Jordan Memorandum of Understanding on Strategic Partnership, the US is allowed to use Jordanian territory for military purposes in exchange for about $1.5 billion a year. Responsibility for the attack has since been claimed by a group of Iran-backed militias called the Islamic Resistance in Iraq, commonly known as the IRI, who claim the attack was retaliation for Biden's support of Israel. The IRI also claimed to have simultaneously carried out a separate attack against US troops at the Al-Tanf base in Syria, but it's not clear this attack was successful. The attack in Jordan, however, is the first deadly strike against U.S. personnel since the Israel-Hamas war erupted in October, and yet another worrying escalation in a war that has now expanded to involve at least 10 countries. Honestly, I never saw Pakistan entering this whole mess, Yeah, but here we are. I yeah. know. What a, so, what a world. What happens next? Well, the U.S. has already responded with more airstrikes against IRI facilities in Iraq. Which nobody even noticed, which shows how insignificant hitting Iranian proxies are going to be, right? So if you want to demonstrate to the world that U.S. is still strong and it has a lot of a huge deterrence powers, just hitting, pro like, look at the effect this has. People are still waiting for you for United States to respond. Like, United States has responded by taking out some Iranian proxies and nobody has even noticed. So that's not going to be a good enough response. And as we mentioned in the intro, Biden has promised to respond. A U.S. official described the attack as clearly an escalation of significance. And at the time of writing, four U.S. senators have called for strikes in Iran itself, prompting Iran to raise its air defenses to their highest readiness level. Now, this doesn't necessarily... Last time Iran uh, raised their air defense levels, they shot down their own plane, so... Just remember oh. how things could escalate, right? Right. Remember when they took out Qasem Soleimani, right? Yeah. And then Iran responded by attacking an empty U.S. base. By the way, this yeah. is how we know that neither Iran or the Biden administration wants to go in direct war with each other, right? So when when Trump took out Qasem Soleimani, um, Iran attacked a U.S. base, right? But they contacted the United States, telling them that they're about to do it. So that they emptied the base so that no American soldiers die because they were afraid of going into war. But after they did that, the Iranian government was so afraid of a U.S. response that they shut down their own plane, a, a Ukrainian plane filled with Iranians. Um, they shut a civilian plane. They shut it down. 
So you can see like things are things could get really wacky really soon. Like really unpredictable things could happen when 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 people are tense and you know things mm-hmm. just going like it's not nothing is predictable. Like you know at that time when Qasem Soleimani was killed and then the, the Iranian regime responded, a, a, a civilian plane being shot down. Uh, coming out of Iran and being shut down by Iranians' own troops, that was not something that anybody predicted, okay? So you can see, like, it's, it, this is why it's really hard to predict how things, what, what could happen, because when things are this tense and nobody knows what the other side is thinking, you might make a decision that yeah. is uh, hasn't been on anyone's bad. radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, we, we got a super sticker. What is the super sticker? Oh, it's a it's a number one. Okay. Oh, no, no, that, no, that's not it. It's, it's not a coin. Up on my. Oh, it's, it's a like coin. it looks like a coin, like a gold coin. Oh, it's just a co- oh, it's a coin. Yes, yes. Nice. Well, thank you, Time Space, for the super sticker. And then we got a super chat from Gage in American saying, "Do the Saudis have proxies in the area?" Uh, no. Um, Saudis didn't do military proxies out of their own borders. Uh, the way that Saudis tried to influence outside of their own borders before was with Wahhabism. Mm. They built madrasas everywhere. Mm. Um, and that came up and bite them in their own ass because that basically produced ISIS and Al-Qaeda. Uh, and now they regret doing that. So <laughs> they're now taking they're going, they're now taking a um, step back from supporting Wahhabism. But mm. uh, Saudi Arabia's influence out of, outside of its borders was mostly ideological not military like uh, mm. the Islamic Republic. Who would have yeah. thought who yeah. would have thought spreading uh Islam around the world would uh <laughs> cause more Backfire. radical uh militant groups to kill people. Yeah. Who would have thought? Right. Yeah. Oh wait. <laughs> A lot of us thought. Yeah. A lot of us thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That's good. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that we're on the cusp of World War 3. Not least because Iran has gone to pains to distance itself yeah. from the attacks. On Monday morning, Iran's official news agency quoted Iran's permanent mission at the UN as saying, Iran has no connection to these attacks. And the clashes are between the US Army. So no connection is stretching it, okay? <laughs> but but the fact that they're saying no connection, that shows that shows that what they that the Biden administration doesn't want to go into war with Iran, right? Like they have said that, then they have demonstrated like they're serious about this. They're not, they are doing everything, both sides, the Islamic Republic and United States, they're both doing everything they can not to go to war. They want to, the Iranian regime wants the United States to just hit its proxies. Like, hey, I have, I have proxies specifically for this. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you get angry with me, I have people, I have disposable people outside of my borders for you to just demonstrate your anger upon. That's for you, United States. Go take those. Don't come in my border. That's for you, okay? And United States is like, I have an election. American citizens don't want war. If I go to war with Iran, I will definitely lose. Right now, the appetite for war among Americans is so low that any president, Republican or Democrat, if they take United States into war, they are basically almost guaranteeing that they're not going to get reelected, right? So, and this is why... This is why you know this is going to keep this is going to ask the the battle between United States and Iranian proxies and Israel and Iranian proxies is just going to keep continuing because both sides know what they are fear what they fear the most is not going to happen. 
So the level of escalations outside, this is why this is so horrible for Iraq, Lebanon, Syria, Israel, and Saudi Arabia, right? Because both the United States and Iran know that this is not going to get them into full-on direct war with each other. They feel free to just, you know, up the ante outside of Iran's, uh, Iran's border and just continue hitting each other uh, and messing up with other countries' politics and other countries' stability. But yeah, let's continue and resistance groups in the region, who reciprocally confront each other. Now, obviously, this should be taken with a massive pinch of salt, but it's worth noting that IRI are one of Iran's most independent proxies, so it's mm. at least possible that they carried out the attacks by... But still a proxy, so don't say there's no connection. So here's, the, here's, here's what I don't understand. They say, like, there's no connection because this is one of Iran's most independent proxies. Yeah, a proxy that wouldn't have the money or the weaponry to do what it does if it didn't get it from the Islamic Republic of Iran. So these are still Iranian proxies. We got another super chat from All Colors saying, because then Russian Russia would retaliate, Khamenei fears the US military just as much as the NSA. I don't know what you why Russia would retaliate. Russia would retaliate against who? Russia will not, if you're suggesting Russia will come and defend the Islamic Republic, <laughs> they would not do anything for yeah, this. I level. feel that's really unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, Russia will I not do... bend the face. Russia, the best Russia will do for the Islamic Republic is write a very, very angry message or file a complaint with the United Nations. That's the yeah, only maybe. thing Russia would do. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing beyond that that Russia would do for the Islamic Republic. But yeah, go on, Elliot. Yeah. Well, I, I'll, I'll wait till the end. I just pulled up um, um, a news report. Uh, from literally like 12 or 14 hours ago that's in, that has some right. information but after the video I'll, I'll i'll talk about it real quick because it's an by the way when it when eventually united states has nuclear weapons right when we get to that point imagine how much more emboldened they will be because by yeah what did i say you said iran, US. Yes. when iran oh yeah. sorry Okay, so yeah, so when they, when they, when Iran, when the Islamic Republic of Iran eventually gets nuclear weapon, imagine how much more secure they're going to feel to support their proxies around the region, right? Because right that's, now, hmm. United United States doesn't want to go to war with Iran, and that's why Iran feels free to do whatever it wants with its proxies to support its proxies. But eventually, when it gets nuclear weapons, then it will know it will. It's almost guaranteed that no country would ever want to go to war. With the Islamic Republic, and you know, and then the, the the Iranian government will will completely. Right now, they're scared, right? Even though, even though they're the the Islamic Republic is ninety nine percent sure the United States is not going to attack them on their soil, right? But they're one percent not sure, and that makes them piss themselves at night, right? Right now, they're scared because there's still a chance. It's not guaranteed right. the United States is right. not going to attack. So they are very nervous right now that the United States might attack Iranian soil. But when they get that nuke, that fear will go away, and they feel like now we can do whatever the hell they, we want. Nobody will attack us. They learned that by comparing North Korea with Libya, right? Libya giving up its nuclear weapons, right? It's weaponry, and um, North Korea, no, no, nobody ever imagines attacking North Korea. And Iran wants to get into that status. That's what they want. Yeah. We just cannot just allow Iran to have nuclear weapons. That would be a horrible. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. I don't want to think about that, Armin. I'm already depressed enough as it is.
Oh, okay. Similarly, the US has stressed that it doesn't want to get involved in a regional war, with Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff telling ABC News over the weekend that America's actions in the Middle East were intended as deterrents, and that we don't want to go down a path of greater escalation. Nevertheless, this is yet another reminder that, even if the US and other big players in the region don't want to get entangled in a regional conflict, unintentional escalation is often difficult to avoid. Things have only been moving in one direction for the past few months, despite the US's best efforts, and some sort of American-led escalation now looks inevitable. What makes all of this even more precarious is the fact that Israel's assault on Gaza shows no signs of slowing down, with Israeli officials recently admitting that they're a long way from defeating Hamas, and recurrent speculation of an Israeli invasion of southern Lebanon. Now, while you've been learning about US troops in the Middle East in this video, you Okay, it's now going to go to the ad part. Um, oh, okay, before cool. you say, Ellie, let yeah. me just do um, all colors message, and then we go to the news that you want to read. All, color, all colors with a super chat. Thank you so much for the super chat. Saying Russia is an Iranian ally, mm, arguable, okay? Uh, Russia is not an Iranian ally. Russia take advantage, takes advantage of Iranian weakness right now, right? So... I, yeah, so I, I wouldn't consider them an ally to the Islamic Republic. It says I don't think it's a, it's it, it. I don't think is it is. I think you you missed an it there. It is as unlikely since they already reach sending FSB agents when the NSA sent support after the Mossad based bombing. A few agents ended up dead. Yeah, I mean those are the Russians. Well, their level of support will be small. Like I don't know, yeah, sending a few minimal. agents or maybe selling weapons or stuff like that. But they not yeah. they will not come. They're not an ally in the sense that, for example, a United States is an ally to is an ally to Israel or Canada or France or Germany, right? So, for example, if a country decides to attack Germany, United States will come and defend them. Even France will come and defend them. Every like most most Western European countries and North American countries will come and defend them. They will send military to defend them. Like if a country attacks Canada, United States will send its military to defend them, right? Mm -hmm. Um you know, or if a country attacks United Kingdoms, France, Germany, even Japan and South Korea, they will send their military to come and be an ally and actually defend them, right? But those are not the same allies that the Iranian government enjoys right now. If anybody attacks the Iranian government, Russia and China will just get very pissed off and get very angry and say, this is wrong. Maybe they will sell weapons to Iran. Maybe they will send advisors to Iran. Maybe they will sell agents to Iran. Maybe they will try to veto everything in the you know, Security Council and United Nations to stop United States getting international support or whatever. But they will not send troops. They will not attack the countries that are attacking Iran. They will not do that, right? Yeah. That's not the sort of ally. That that's technically not an ally. That's just a. Yeah. That's, that's just also that's not basically, how Russia operates. That's just not really how they right. work. I mean, right? Iran is not that important for them. Right. Iran is just right. a useful idiot country right now. That uh, that that is Russia is alone, and Iran is stupid enough to. Be supporting Iranian government is stupid enough to be, uh, you know, relying on Russia and China rather than most of the civilized world, they, most of the greatest economies of the civilized world. And, you know, because it's weak and because it's been sanctioned, it's desperate enough to go and it, it's desperate. The Iranian Republic, uh, the, the Islamic Republic is desperate 
that it needs to rely on Russia and China. And that that desperation means that Russia could do whatever it wants and the Islamic Republic will still be sucking their, you know what, you know? So again, that's why I think that Russia doesn't need to send military to defend Iran for Iranian government to still be supporting R Russian government. Um, okay, so another super chat by Roman. Thank you so much, Roman, is saying, I can't believe Iran has no or little influence on the actions of its proxies. What do you think, Armin? Why do you think the U.S. is playing along? Okay, so obviously it has influence on its proxies. Mm -hmm. That's why they're called proxies, right? So they the, these proxies work with different degrees of independence, but obviously not full independence, or else they wouldn't be called Iranian proxies, right? So it. And so when Iran gives them money and gives them military aid, that's with the understanding of you are going to be doing things in the region that benefits us. Right? That's what that's what even that even doesn't need to be said sometimes. That's with the understanding, or else why would the hell would we be supporting you? Right. But some proxies get direct orders from Tehran. Some proxies are okay, thank you for the support. This is our agenda. Um, and if you support our agenda, give us. And if you don't, we'll, we'll fuck off, right? But we have our own agenda. But again, they kind of understand that they have to make Tehran happy or else they will get the funding will stop, right? Um, and there's everything in between. This is a spectrum. You know, how much of a direct order the proxy gets directly from Te Tehran, it it, whether you're Keto Abu Hezbollah or you're um, the Houthis in Yemen or your Hezbollah, or your Hamas, or these other groups, or, oh, for example, even, for example, in Gaza, right? We have the Islamic Jihad group, and we have Hamas. Both get funded by the Islamic Republic. The Islamic Jihad group is more directly responsive to the orders from Tehran than Hamas. So it's a spectrum. You cannot, you cannot just, it's not a black and white thing. Oh, we get yeah. more suspicious, guys. Thank you so much. Real, yeah, go real on. quick on that last one, I'd just say, I, I don't, I wouldn't say it's fair to characterize the U.S. response as playing along. We've made it fairly yeah, totally. clear that we recognize oh. this is this is an Iranian-backed group. So we're on the U.S.'s side. We're not pulling any punches on that. I think Biden directly even said, "Like Iran is responsible for this." So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. Yes. So, so. I, and again, the reason so they're not playing along, but they're if you think like why they're not responding stronger, it's because of the elections. It's because they're yeah, it's public. The right. Yeah, I, I actually blame more the American public than the Biden administration. Okay, if the if the American public uh, understood how important it is for the United States to maintain its presence when it comes to providing peace and stability in the region then the Biden administration would not hesitate right now to respond, yeah. okay? The American public, as you know, both left and right, have signaled to the Biden administration that we will punish you. We will right. punish you if we escalate. I mean, look at the signal that the American public sent to the Biden administration when it comes to an easy thing to support. When it comes to the Biden's administration to responding to the Houthis, yeah. that was such an easy thing to support. It was the Houthis that started it, it was they were attacking not just not every country's ship like many a country's different ship like they were they were attacking civilian ships they started the escalation and they were attacking ships that were not just american or israelis but they were ships from other countries as well and it was devastating world economy and it was 
And there was a unanimous, most countries in the world, even China and Russia, were accepting that the Houthis need to be responded to. And mm -hmm. still, when the Biden administration went out and carried out attacks in Yemen, not killing civilians and only attacking military bases, a very effective and successful attack, the American public were like, how dare you attack these wonderful freedom fighters? You are just starting World War III right now. How dare you? Like the one thing, you know, this was an easy attack to support. So if they can't support that, you what do you think the signal you're sending to the Biden administration when it comes to going and attacking Iran? You attack Houthis are not the, even the official government of Yemen. They're not even the official. Uh, they're not even the official government of, of Yemen. That they're, they're a terrorist group. And when they attack, when uh, when Biden administration attacks those, they still get American public still gets angry. Imagine what they're going to do when they attack an official government of a major country in the region. Yeah, they're I not going to like that. So if you want to criticize the Biden administration, I think you have to criticize first the American people are sending that signal to the Biden administration, I will guarantee you if the American public showed a backbone and the appetite for the government to maintain peace and stability for economic trade from for the world, then the Biden administration would not go in gun, guns blazing like, oh, yeah, you kill American soldiers. This is what you get. You are stopping it. That is the American public that is stopping Biden, not the Biden administration itself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a I think that's a good uh, assessment of where we are politically speaking. Unfortunately, I think. Um, I mean, yeah. again, I, I'm not pro war with with Iran, not in the slightest. I also think that would be a bad thing. Um, but we we absolutely yeah. have to show force here. We absolutely have to, um, because otherwise, yeah, yeah it, it just emboldens them. I to, mean, to escalate. So. You, okay, so yeah, United States went into Iraq, said that they had weapons of mass destruction, and they didn't. Okay, now that has stuck with the memory of American public oh, yeah. that they think oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, using military is always wrong. Okay, yeah. what's the point of having a military they, when they attack you? Like, what are you gonna do? Like, they attack American soldiers. Like, if you're not if you're not gonna respond here, then what the hell is the point of having even a military? Like, what are you there for? Our military. Um... I don't know if you know this, uh, but they have a really good marching band. So it mm. is actually internationally I'm... recognized. So that's. um, Yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe not as important as like, you know, international trade yeah. or freedom and security for people around the world. But, you know, that's uh, up to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just I mean, they, they, they seem to be doing dying very well as well. Like the apparent that's is what people like. They want to just die, just die and don't respond. Like this is what people said when it comes to October 7th as well. When like, OK, Israel needs to respond They're like, oh, no, don't respond. Like, what are you what are you talking about? There needs to be a response. There obviously needs to be a response. Mm -hmm. you don't, people don't understand how important it how important it is for every country to show its deterrence ability when it is attacked. That every country needs. This is not about just Israel and United States. Every country, the whole point of a mil having a military is that when you fuck around, you find out. That's right. That's the so whole point. That's the whole. That, that's the whole point. Right. <laughs> it's just like the way. You Anyways. Gaijin American saying, thank you so much for the super chat, saying, atheist China's God is the almighty dollar. The disruption to global trade is hurting CPC's mandate from heaven. 
Thank you for the super chat, Gaijin American. And then we go to uh, the last super chat for today from all callers saying, yes, I was writing it's. Oh, yeah, okay. That was about the grammar part. Fart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't worry. I got, I got you. I got you all callers. I can say. Furthermore, Iran now is getting reminded that the Mossad is not Israel. The Mossad was born as an NSA branch and still is. Well, I mean, it's still part of Israel. Just because your intelligence is trained, uh, helped and trained by another country, that doesn't mean it's not part of your country. Um, but yes, that's a good reminder. Yeah, but um, yeah, we'll see, guys. So leave us a comment. Tell us what you think is going to happen. Or maybe right now it's happening. I don't know. Uh, Elliot, is it happening? Has Biden responded yet? Because it's taking such a long time. Because well, I this... thought doing the stream... I, I just wanted to I I'm I'll share my screen now if you wanna put it up there real quick. Hang on. Okay. Bow. So this literally came um last night, late last go, night. Go a little bit higher. All right. Uh, powerful. So yeah. this is about uh uh Katib Hezbollah, right? So mm -hmm. they apparently just literally very recently have announced the suspension of military and security operations uh, against the occupation forces, as they call it. Um, so we will continue to defend our people in Gaza in other ways. We recommend the brave Mojahedin of the Free Hezbollah Brigades to carry out passive defense temporarily if any American, uh, hostile <laughs> American action occurs towards them. So this, this is already at least an update. Um, obviously, this is not the group that was deemed responsible for the most recent things. Um, and right. it's not just CNN reporting this. There are a handful of other places. I, I just picked the one that I thought was the most visually representative. Um, but so so it, it, it is possible yeah. that uh, that, you know, we see a de-escalation very quickly, depending on the response they're, from the U.S., I think. They're scared. They're, they're scared. Well, they that's should what's be. Happening. I mean, and this is this yeah. is the other thing that's kind of silly. It's not that like the way that this is worded sometimes seems almost as if like the Iranian military and the United States military would be on the same footing. It's not that the United States doesn't want to go to war with Iran. It's that the United States doesn't want Iran to start a war because it's just going to take a lot of effort on the United States parts to win it. Right. Um, so mm -hmm. like there's, there's no contest between the two militaries in my opinion. And I think Iran very much knows that. Um, but again, if the United States responds to this most recent aggression by directly attacking the sovereignty of the, the Islamic Republic, that's just going to look bad at this point for the U S. So instead you attack all the proxies. And again, I think the response is you decimate them. You show them how truly we have been we have been holding back this whole time. And at any point Green in time, fire. we have the ability to completely wipe out your capabilities to do anything. Um, mm. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Gonna do, I wish I hope he, he's not going to do that. I, don't the, think I, I think the answer. Either, I think the answer is going to be pathetically weak. But yeah, I wish so. you were the president, Elliot. I wish you would. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <you> should, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll take that, Elliot uh, for president. Elliot uh, for president. Not twenty. <laughs> let's do twenty twenty eight, guys. Elliot for president. Twenty twenty eight. Make it happen. <laughs> All right. All right, guys, we're going to go. I'm going to go do the same topic on the Persian show in a couple of hours. So 
um, yeah, if you speak Persian, come over to the Jumhuriya Bihodayan channel. Which we, or if you don't speak Persian, Persian, just put it on in the background. You know, maybe you should start learning another language. You know, when eventually when AI manages to translate everything in real time as we're mm -hmm. speaking into every language, mm -hmm. then I, at that point, I will like, guys, now we're going to go to the Persian channel. Come yes. over there and listen to us there. Yes, yes. yes. That'll be wonderful. So, yeah. All right, guys. Talk to you. Um, Make sure you're out. Oh, don't forget to like. Nobody gets to leave here. I'm looking at you. Yeah, exactly. Specifically you. Don't leave without liking the stream. And also, once the stream is over, please leave a comment under the show. Subscribe. Hit the bell notification. See you in the next show. Bye. Don't forget to like. <laughs>